So for show and tell, I brought my, I voted early in Sharezona. Now, did you vote in that Arizona? That is signed. Is that... I did not commit voter fraud. How dare you? You, you didn't, didn't travel to Sharezona. How are you going to start to steal if you don't do that? <laughs> By the way, Share and Sharezona is spelled C-H-E-R. Yes. Share recorded a song specifically for Joe Biden and how oh, he's our I man for president that. prior oh, to the election. About it. When was this? Was this like primary or was it like closer yeah, to, was she, was closer was to the election? Okay. Then it's okay yeah. with me. No, that one was signed by Cher, it right? It was signed by Cher. The other right. thing I wanted to talk about, though, is the Free Britney movement. It's funny how Britney Spears' career played out in the most public way imaginable, yet now we're talking about, like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that was fucked up. Yeah. And this isn't, like, a footnote, you know? This was, like, the biggest pop star of the time. It's crazy. She's still one of the biggest pop stars of her time. The culture, just in general, sort of just mistreated her and made things worse for her, and unnecessarily. I'm ashamed. I was complicit in all that. I watched it all uh, happen. I made jokes. When people they, were the, gleeful about it. When uh -huh. people were saying, leave Britney alone, you'd be like, ha ha, so, they want to leave Britney alone? That's ridiculous. That person you're talking about is Chris Crocker, and I think I've talked about him before on the podcast. Uh -huh. He turned out to be a smoking hot babe, the leave Britney alone kid. And should do a victory lap. I was right all along. You should listen to me. I thought about that watching that New York Times special. They did not mention Chris Crocker at all. He was the founder, essentially, of Free Britney. He's getting ran out of history mm -hmm. to cover up Stop the Steal. Probably because he does yeah. porn. Wait, so um, I got... So did you vote early in Britney, Columbia? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got some things I want to talk about. Pistachios, okay. when they don't have a shell on them, how is that fair? Pistachios, the whole point is you have to break the pistachio open. It's not right. I don't think to get them without the shell. It's wrong. So should I make a bag called Oops All Shell? Yeah. They, like if you eat the pistachios without the shell, if you take the coward's way out, then you have to buy a sack of just shells. Oops All Shells and just deal with them. The, first, the okay. other thing is a new character my son invented, Black History Moth. It's a moth and it teaches you about black history, but it's like a, it's like Mothra. Okay. It'd be even better if moth. it was a person with moth powers that also channeled like, oh, like the black history. Of, yeah. Historical. I think that the moth figures. lands on you and it teaches you about black history. I have a good friend that has a fear of moths that screams anytime one comes around them. That's one of the downsides to black history moth. People don't like moths. So now that we've gotten through that, I'll, I'll be able to well, go on with the day. Okay. I'm only going to cut out like 75% of this. Fine. Part. That's good. Okay. <laughs> what a, we'll start the podcast and see what happens. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake. And we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and we tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamnthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. So we've known each other since a long time ago. Once, while troubleshooting on a used astromech droid we just purchased. If memory serves, this was in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it was at least a parsec from here. Anyway, while tinkering with the droid, we accidentally played a pre-recorded holographic message that was saved in its memory. The message featured a beautiful young princess. Hello! Who recited to us a ranked list of everything. As the princess read the list, we memorized it. But just when the message finished and the holographic princess disappeared, Toodaloo! We were sneak attacked by a Tusken Raider. A sand person. Who hit us over the head and knocked us unconscious. The Tusken Raider. Sand person. Also whacked our droid on his dome. We awoke to find our memories of the list to be rewritten into something more tame and less satisfying. So we can now only access the list bits at a time through an extremely scientific process that resembles 
Rebels shooting the shit. Through this process, podcasted for your entertainment and edification, we will gradually uncover the list of every damn thing. The list currently has 99 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and QAnon at the bottom. Crows and the Sea are in the middle of the list. Now, before we go further, I want to say, Dolly Parton, she had an ad in the Super Bowl, and... I wasn't real crazy about it because I don't like this pushing of everything towards the gig economy. It's like, I understand. Yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. If she was getting ranked today, I might think maybe she doesn't need to be number one. Maybe but reconsider. It, yeah. You I can't just want to remind though. the listener that they, if they want to look at the complete list, they can go yeah. to the show notes. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But then I thought, what if Dolly did a homicide? I didn't watch the Super Bowl, and I have not opened the tabloids today to know what the people are saying about what you're talking about. Well, I'm one of the people. You hear what I'm saying. I'm hearing you now. This yeah. is the first I've heard that you Dolly don't may have see Dolly's face. So the voice what you happened? guys are hearing, uh, listener, is Jason. He's also oh, yeah. joining us. Oh, yeah, yeah it's Jason, me. our co-host. So Dolly did a, a new version of 9 to 5, yes. all about working five hustle to nine. culture, where it's like, I didn't hear the lyrics, but essentially it's like work 9 to 5, and then work like 5 you to 9. You know what? I, it's not like she's... It's, it's about not like the like, 18-hour day. If the ad was for telling you to be an Uber driver, it's different. Because it was an ad for like one of those places that they make your website, Squarespace. Mm-hmm. Squarespace. Drag and drop right. tools. Oh, by the way, that I thought song- of a good idea. Drag and drop tools. They're tools that dragons drop. Mm-hmm. Right? That song came out days before the Super Bowl, though. They released it in advance of the... Uh, Now's a good time to, to plug her new fragrance that's coming out. I did pre-order the sample. Fragrance oh. launch. She, Is it like a gig culture fragrance? It's, you know, economy it, fragrance? It's going to smell like happiness and angel farts. That's good, man. And equality. I'm, I'm, go- I'm cool with it. it smells like. Dolly's number one on the list, so it's like she's in her imperial period right now. She can do whatever she wants. Uh, yeah. Until someone comes around that puts Dolly down to number two, I can't really criticize her, you know? And maybe it'll never happen. I'm sure she had the best intentions with that. It is a little uh, tone deaf, but I think maybe if she had heard somebody make an argument against it, she might have not well, done it. But. Oh, and there's a case against Dolly I read, too. I'm not trying to be anti-Dolly here, but there's a case against mm-hmm. Dolly I read Sounds recently. Sounds like you're being was, anti-Dolly. It wasn't. It was about... The labor situation where Dollywood is. Although, yeah. like, to be honest, it's kind of a stretch because, yes, all the union jobs are gone from her hometown. And, yes, the jobs that she has don't pay as well, but they're better than no jobs at all, which is kind of like the basic problem. You know, it's a, it's a shift in the economy yeah. from manufacturing to a service economy, non-union jobs. But I'm not going to blame Dolly for it. So, And plus, she already got ranked, so it's not her problem. Yeah. So, um, as... We alluded to, I think, this is the episode where we will rank the 100th item that we've ranked. Wow. We decided to do... I never uh, thought this would happen. We're going to dedicate this episode to one item, and it's Star Wars. Now, um, this was submitted by Ashley C. It was actually submitted by Ashley C. and, like, some other people, like, our super submitters. Now, Um, to be clear, we're talking about Star Wars as a phenomenon, not the movie from 1977. Not no. the coloring book. Uh, the coloring book's included, all those but not things. specifically. Everything. It's everything. Yeah, yeah. It as a media franchise, including all the movies, all the TV shows, everything. Jar Jar. Even the stuff that's no longer canon. Jar Jar. Jar Jar, of course. Wicked. Yeah. Watto. Uh, pretty much Indoor and anything that would be considered it. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Star Tours, whatever yeah. Space Mountain is now. So is Space Mountain Star Wars? I haven't been right to now? the Disney park, so I, like, I can't take that yeah. into account fairly. My son wants to go. but You should take him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a pandemic, dude. Come on. Well, come on. I'm coming too. I'll take Jason and I'll take my son. My wife, Beth, she has uh, Star Wars fatigue. She won't oh, hear yeah. of it. So she would like yeah. that if uh, if we all went oh, there. My wife does too. I know how to kickstart her uh, fatigue into active viewing pleasure. You mean how to beat Star Wars fatigue? How do you do it? Turn her on to, I'm just going to kick right into this, and it's the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, with B. Arthur. Yeah. Yes, Beatrice Arthur, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I showed her that. She loved it. She thoughts? loved it, but she she lost it. But, but yeah, but when there's no B. Arthur, she wasn't into it. Well, then drop this little fact 
on her. Cher was asked to play the character... Chewie's wife? Not Chewie, Paula. <laughs> Chewie's wife's name is Paula. Really? Yes. Paula um, Maka? Sounds like a politician. How is his nickname Chewie if he can't even say that name? Like, he, he calls himself Chewbacca. <laughs> They're like, oh, my name is... I mean, did they explain that in the Solo movie? It doesn't make Does sense. Does he say Chewbacca in it? Does he ever, like, they, say... He asks him his name, and he says some Chewbacca talk. Yeah, he doesn't say... You don't hear him say Chewbacca. So it was, Yeah, how like, can somebody have a name that they themselves can't pronounce? <laughs> it's just the... You know, there's certain names in other languages that are English that, like, the person will... Like, a lot of Chinese people have an English name that is, like, doesn't quite sound like their Chinese name. They have a Chinese name, but then they also have an English name. Oh, okay, yeah. Good job. No prize. Well done. <laughs> All right. Dealing with Star Wars fatigue, Bethel immediately is, like, will be a hard pass. She's like, oh, no. I, I hear lightsaber sound. I get bored instantly. I don't want to know about it. I said, oh, Amy Sedaris is going to be in this. You got to watch Amy Sedaris. She's going to be the babysit the little baby Yoda. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'll watch. By the way, I haven't seen the second Mandalorian. Okay, so, so uh, personally, what do you guys all think about Star Wars? It's good. It's good. I'm very I, into yeah. it. My opinion of it is heavily weighted by mainly the first two movies, episode four and episode five. Yeah, I think me too. Because and- uh, those were out when I was a kid and I watched them a lot. Yeah. And I had them on video or like taped off of uh, a friend who had HBO had it, you know, so I would yeah. watch them a lot. I loved it. There's things about it, little things in it that I, you know, that I remember always, especially the first one. The first one I, I, I'm crazy about and I still love it. And I think yeah. it's a brilliant, beautiful movie. It's a little boring at times. Like it's weird. It drags like in the first act, which is like not when the movie's supposed to drag, but, but it does. But you know? you know about how it was saved on the editing floor. I'm not speaking out of turn here. But the movie was a mess, you know, and he showed it right. to his buddies. George Lucas did. And it's like okay. Coppola and uh, De Palma and uh, the screenwriter uh, Milnius, you know, yeah. people he knew from film school and buddies of his. And they're like, oh, you got a fucking mess. This is garbage. You know, what are you going to do? And his wife at the time um like basically saved it in editing like you know chopped it up and edited it in such a way and also like brian de palmo rewrote you know the scroll that starts at the top of the movie right yeah that scroll was used to be like three times as long oh, and, wow, really? and he okay. was like oh you got to take all this out this is you can't do this no one's gonna yeah. you're gonna lose everybody you know and it, it's all stuff that makes sense Didn't and you always start with episode four like i wonder... it didn't say episode four but it had a scroll that said some stuff on it a lot of the, the really impressive things about it are mm-hmm. big ideas introduced when the first movie is introduced oh such yeah. as it's in media res more or less you start in the middle of the story it right away the first thing you see is there's been three episodes before and, this like and also it kind of is junky like maybe it's because it was such a mess that would sort of help explain why there's certain things that they it would have been like that anyway it, the, okay like basically it's like they chopped up the first act so that things happen in a slightly different order right um, okay and there's less of luke on the planet and when it basically like I it's see. just edited really well and what's crazy is that you can't that's the reason you can't get the original Star Wars, basically, because when the special edition came out, George Lucas, he he re-released it with the edited by George Lucas on it because he had divorced his wife. She left him for like the, the painter of their house or something like this. Okay. So he didn't want her to get any more credit or like any checks, probably, you know, for this for this movie. So it's yeah. kind of like he did it not even for like to make the movie better or not that it did. But, you know, what I'm saying like the special, so the special editions looked at it in that light are pretty rough. Oh, my son. hey, Teddy, I'm talking on the, oh, uh, this right now. You got me in a lot of trouble. These guys are very angry with me now. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> I love you, Teddy. Go downstairs. Close the door behind you, please, carefully. Thank you. I bet he's got no opinions about Star Wars. Um, there's so much stuff in Star Wars where they're where they're like, oh shit, we gotta find out what this sounds like. And then they just figure something out. 
they have a tense wire and they pluck it and that's the sound of a laser, laser blast. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a stretch, you know, it's a it's a tight guy line and, and they're just like, they pluck at it in the wind. Yeah. Or it's like the sound of a lightsaber or something. And these sound designs, you think like how much of the movie is just inc- really good music, really good sound design and like cool effects, you know, and the effects are like, the movie wasn't that expensive. Like it wasn't that effects heavy. It was probably cheaper than 2001. I'm right? sure it was, yeah. But it's essentially a lost I mean, film. I doubt it was cheap. Oh yeah, I mean, they got to fly around, and, but it's not like there's big actors in it. You know, you didn't have, yeah. I don't know who, Robert Redford's not in it or something. Uh, Alec Guinness is maybe the biggest, or uh, Peter um, Cushing. Yeah, Those yeah. two guys are probably the biggest guys no, in Warwick it. Davis. And that's R2-D2, right? Mm-hmm. No, R2-D2's, um, or no, R2-D2's Wicket. Those okay, are all, so um, hold on. What's, what's I, I used name? to play Star Wars. I used to run around and have sword fights, you know, and pretend it's lightsabers. Yeah. Lightsabers. I always loved it. You know, I loved the first, the first two. I loved the first three movies. Although, like looking back on them, the the third one doesn't really hold together very well. It's like two separate half movies, kind of. Yeah, and it's okay. And then they got into this the prequels, which I'm not crazy about at all. Like I was super excited before they came out. You know, that was that. In, in, in that era, but a little bit, bit rough, you know, like my son yeah. was watching them on Disney plus. We got free Disney plus with my wife's phone. Yeah. And, um, and it's pretty rough watch. Um, got that Verizon money. Not real crazy about it. And then the new ones, I guess they're okay. There's some things about them. I like, and some things that, that kind of bore me or, you know, I'm not interested in, yeah. but like, and there's a TV show Mandalorian, which is, I think it's quite good. Cause it goes, it, it has kind of the basic premise of star Wars, which is here's this place where people can have PG 13 Westerns, and space with yeah, no totally. bullet. And, and and also like it takes out some of like the things inherent in the western genre there's like some you know some racism against natives inherent in the western genre and in fact the mandalorian it kind of dealt with that it, it like addressed it in a weird way where they befriend these i don't want to spoil what happened yeah, in the second season, season but there's two. yeah there's some stuff about tuscans in there and you think oh, oh, this oh is, really yeah oh, it's basically about we did this whole like, Tuscan intro, and uh, mine was probably tone deaf to the things that happened to Mandalorian. Too. No, it's just like it's like I think that I like Star Wars as kind of a setting or a right, concept. Yeah, where and it's that's like, kind of what we're ranking right now is like yeah. it as a setting. It is like a okay. A if there wasn't universe. Star Wars, what what would those movies have been? Like, what would if if those movies were still made, but they would they have been like Western movies or would they be like fantasy? Uh, like it's Conan hard to say because Star Wars, in like combining these genres, it also started a new, a new genre in a way. Yeah. I mean, they would either be westerns or they would be fantasies or and they it would has be sci-fi. New age I mean, maybe- too. You can't underestimate how big a deal it was in the seventies that they're talking about new age quasi Buddhist stuff that like you yeah. hear a lot in California. So people are yeah. like in Marin County are like, oh, you know, hey, I was just thinking about the same thing. There is a force that binds us all together. That's yeah. really profound. I'm gonna you know <laughs> think about yeah. that. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. I, I have a take on Star Wars that you might not like. I think when Luke shows up to Dagobah to be trained by the Jedi Master Yoda, yeah, I would have liked it if instead of just a puppet that sounds like Miss Piggy, it either was <laughs> Miss Piggy or it was uh, Cookie Monster, and it was like, look, that's it. Here There's you an go. opportunity, a tie-in. Yeah, do, you mean, wait, do you mean do you mean Grover? Or do you mean Cookie Monster? I mean Cookie Monster. I was thinking like, Elmo. Like, oh, by the way. He, because he grabs this stuff and he eats this cookie. So I yeah. thought, what if he actually just, he, it's the same voice. It's Frank Oz, you know, America's sweetheart. They're both Frank Oz. By the way, it's Kenny Baker that was R2-D2 and oh, Wicked, okay. I think. That's well, a big maybe. load off my chest because. Wicked was Warwick Definitely Davis. R2-D2. If, if there's any mistakes well. in this, we're going to get, you know, a sale at all sides. People, yeah. actually, you were wrong about the T-16 on Tatooine. It, it's actually much bigger than two meters or, you know. I agree with most of what you said with regards to Yoda. Although I do think that Grover would be more appropriate. I think Yoda acts more like Grover. Yeah, um, yeah. And has more of a Grover 
energy than uh, Cookie Piggy, Monster energy. I, you don't hear about her so much because she's violent. That's the whole thing. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the joke is that she's an ab- abusive to her boyfriend. Yeah. She just, she, he's in fear of her. Miss Piggy would be is more like a Salacious B. Crumb, and so is Cookie Monster, I think. And also Salacious B. Crumb, because that name is Crumb, and Cookies make crumbs. Well, no, Cookies don't make crumbs. Monsters make crumbs. Yeah. All right. So okay, let's so think about it. Most people feel the same way about how the movies rank with, you know, relation to each other. We're not ranking each movie. Okay, I like Star Wars. I love it. Okay. Right? I think but, I like Empire Strikes Back better than Star Wars, but otherwise... All right. Okay, but we're, we're not talking about the individual... For the most part, since Empire came out, you know, which was whatever, 1981, 1982, um, 1980, since then, it's been mostly disappointments. Like, even Jedi was... I, I Like, in retrospect, I say it's a disappointment. Maybe it wasn't at the time. Maybe I thought it was cooler than Empire at the time, but like... You build it up in your head every time since then. Uh, there have been some times when my expectations were so low, like with especially the first of the new ones... Maybe the second new ones that I would liked it more than I thought I was going to, but mostly it's been a disappointment versus right. what was happening in 1980 in Star Wars. I get it. So every time you you it starts up and you get excited and you're like, you know what, this isn't what I had hoped for. Yeah, even this, with the re-releases. How could it? Because the first one was a surprise when it came out. People were, yeah, that's the they, thing. They it's, thought it, people went to the wrong theater. They thought they were going to see Kramer versus Kramer or, or uh, <laughs> you know or Sorcerer. Yeah. I saw Sorcerer recently. It's a great movie. There's not so any is magic Kramer in versus it. Kramer. Yeah, the I mean, scene I'm when not, he comes out to go pee and the mistress is walking through the house naked mm-hmm. or I think he went to go get a snack and he got a piece of fried chicken and she comes running out of the room to use the restroom and he's just staring at her and she's trying to cover herself he's all hi you like chicken she's like ah, chicken's oh, wow. good that was Kramer versus Kramer it's burned into my brain <laughs> are there any scenes from Star Wars that are burned into your brain M- mostly Ewoks and Jar Jar that's where I'm always gonna go that Bob Mackie yeah, dress yeah. that was in the holiday special that Cher was supposed to wear that <laughs> Dan Carroll wore <laughs> The fact that Bruce um, Valance wrote a lot of the jokes in the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> but you got to get him. I'm more of a spinoff guy and I'm a sucker for prequels. I'm a sucker. We've already talked about this. I mean, yeah. we talked about Sex and the City, Legally Blonde. You just thought you craft. want prequels of everything? I, Did you watch yes. any of the Star Wars prequels? Yes, I Did watched you? them all. I love them all. I don't care. I'm not, I have no expectations. It's But but like the solo movie, because I saw the solo movie and I thought like, oh, this isn't something I care about. Like, wh- yeah. why do I care how he got his jacket? Like, I can't a guy have a cool jacket, right? I don't yeah, get why. Yeah, in some ways it's better to not know. Like, but I think that's the like problem. Name. They're kind of in a trap where they got to fill in blanks all the time. They're you, like, you can also watch those things and or not watch them and know that it's not going to affect the storyline. So if you choose not to watch solo you don't oh, yeah, have yeah. to it's not going to add or take away anything from there any of the other that films. i liked though there was a train robbery i thought this is great they're robbing the train like yeah. i like that kind of stuff it's cool that he shoots first at the end spoiler alert um <laughs> they could have made a solo movie where they didn't bother to connect it really at all to the to the rest yeah, of with the same movies. actor and just they could everything. even had him meet chewy in it but yeah, like, I just, they don't, I, like they don't have don't, to like I think that there are people, though, where the, some of the audience, that's what they want. They want to see dots get connected. Is that Disney and to me, money? Like, yeah, that's like the least yeah. interesting thing to watch. Like when, I, like in The Mandalorian, I like it, but sometimes they, they do some dot connecting with the yeah. with other movies. And I think like, who cares about this? Like, I, I don't I don't want to watch the cartoon to understand this or something. It doesn't interest me. Oh, I, I did watch some of the, the Jenny Tartakovsky cartoon. It was okay. What's that? It's the guy he made uh, Samurai Jack and Dexter's Lab, and he did a Star oh. Wars animated oh. uh, cartoon. But the problem is it was on Cartoon Network, and, and so Disney doesn't have the rights, so you have to watch it on YouTube. And my son was talking about Was it about like it. the Jedi Knights or something, or what was it? Was it droids? Yeah, yeah. Was it's it- like... Uh, a guy with a rat tail, uh, you know, Hayden Christensen animated. Gotcha. Yeah, I forgot about the droids cartoon. I was watching the Ewoks cartoon prior to this. Oh, after, oh like, after, get... after I watched the holiday special, which is oh, also man. on YouTube. Right. I was watching the Ewoks cartoons and 
There's some trippy shit in there. Yo, did Star Wars have a negative effect on culture? Like, would we be watching Kramer versus Kramer sequels and reboots now, Oof. if not for Star Wars or Sorcerer, which is also, it's the remake of Wages of Fear. It's a great movie. Maybe it's added to the monoculture in general. Like, I mean, obviously, like everything these days is now Marvel or Star Wars, you know, especially yeah, big movies. Yeah. The success of the sequel and the franchisization of things, maybe it's added to but that. that was- Maybe that's inevitable. I mean, maybe it's tough to blame it on anyone. Sure, it's not thing. like there wasn't, you know, 10 fucking Frankenstein movies between 1933 or whatever sure, and 1960 and or 70. Or, I don't know. I just, that that's a, that's a charge that's often leveled against against uh, Spielberg and against yeah. George Lucas. It's like, yeah. well, you know, we had this, the 70s with this golden age of film, but it was, it, you know, we saw the seeds of the demise in the 70s with Star Wars and the sequels and Jaws yeah. and, and, you know, everything is about getting people into the first weekend so you have yeah. to have a spectacle, but then you think like that's always kind of been around, and and what's wrong with that exactly? And and I understand that your movies are aimed a little bit younger. I mean, that's the other thing is like there's no mid budget movies for adults anymore. Yeah, I, there's some movie that was on TV. I was like, it's crazy. This was a real movie, and it's like a guy is trying to solve a crime or something. Like that. I was like, how is this? Like th- like there used to be a hundred movies like this, you know, but now the only movie you can have is like something that ties into something that kids could might buy merchandise of and. Yeah. And it's like part of a larger tapestry, so there's gonna be TV shows and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And that's and then it costs two hundred million, and you think like that's the only way that the film, that like the movie distribution, makes sense anymore. So maybe Star Wars bears some blame for that. I would say that the score fucking rules. It just the does. score, I mean, absolutely is one of the best things that you could apply to Star Wars in general, the whole media franchise, because there's not a, I mean, other than maybe the Indiana Jones songs, but but not that. You know, Indiana well, there's Jones. Jaws and there's Rocky. Like, Come on, man. Jaws. Yeah, I guess Jaws, Rocky. Indiana Jones, but Star Wars still like uh, Superman like, theme. People don't know this. Like asking kid, I mean Jason, do you know this Superman theme? I'm not calling you a kid, but like I'm gonna say no. Star Wars, your yeah, son yeah. Teddy would recognize it, and oh yeah, and, he he like um on his violin no, lesson. No, I like, do know Superman. That's da, 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 da. No, that's Woody Woodpecker. No, that's Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> no, the <laughs> uh, you know there's the Popeye theme too. I'm just saying it's among the right, most recognizable right. pieces of music. Um, but but it's it, also and, like it's it's classical music. It's different than Popeye. Not only that, but like you would not only recognize the main theme, but like you know various other things. You know Darth Vader's theme. You know like there's so many d- different parts of the score that you recognize and associate with different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, I mean, Rocky, you only know the main theme. Indiana Jones, there, well, there's there are also a couple going the distance. People would know. Was that it? Yeah, going the distance is the music they play during the fight. How's Bill Conti, different? man. Oh, and you know the good, the bad, and the ugly, man. There's there's scores that are as that's true. A like, that's, that's a good not as saturated in culture as Star Wars is. I get it. I get it. Yeah, man. I, I mean, get it. I get it. No way. And also, I'm like, just being contrary. It's an incredible score, and, yeah. and it's like great costumes, like. You look yep. at it and you're like, oh, Luke is just wearing a bathrobe, but it looks good. It works. And Chris then Slay's iconic hairstyle, the mainly the first one, but also the others that follow. Yeah, um, uh, I know you're thinking about her costume in, in the beginning of the Return of the Jedi. The most. Can can you see me scratching my head and thinking that? I was <laughs> yeah. thinking about her her wardrobe from the movie The Burbs. Starting oh, Tom that's Hanks. A, uh, that's a classic, man. Mm-hmm. You know, Wait, uh, uh, have you, you know heard my song about The Burbs? No, it's to the tune of um, "I'm Like a Bird" by um, Nelly Furtado. Nelly Furtado. Yeah, Nelly Furtado. This R. is R. a spoof of it that goes. R.I.P. <laughs> it goes. I like the burbs, starring Tom Hanks. Nice. That's it. Yeah, you should. I'm still working on that track for down. a long time. So John Williams was the composer of the Star Wars, and he also did the I, Superman theme. I don't think did he yeah. do Superman? Yeah, He's the guy I who, feel like um, I would know Superman if I heard it. He also you, wrote the Peter Gunn theme, and he played saxophone on a famous piece of music that I can't remember. He did a lot of themes. Lost he also Boys? did Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, and he also the did Jaws player. and sure. He was what like that a guy, was John Williams. He, yeah, he look up Johnny Williams. He used to call it go by Johnny Williams. 
Look Whoa, up Johnny ooh. Williams and you'll see stuff that he did. And then he grew and up. And you're like, wow, he, he contributed I'm, a lot to our culture. I'm and, an and adult you realize, now, like, don't call me Johnny. It's, I think exactly. the idea was they're like, we're going for, we want something like, um, what's that guy? He wrote like The Red Planet and he wrote oh, like uh, Ray symphony. Bradbury? No, no, no. They weren't books. They were like pieces of music. Oh, and gotcha. it was like, there was one for each planet. And it, and you can tell that that was like the influence. It was like War is the Red Planet or Mars is the Red Planet. And okay. I think the thinking was that the studio was probably like, we want, like 2001 was popular. That wasn't can, generally. That was actually. They, they that? Although, was 2001 popular? Grand I don't Rebel. know. You, you, people talk no, about it. Was. it. Yeah, it was. I mean, before Star Wars, that's what a science fiction movie was. They're like, oh, yeah. a science fiction movie is something like uh, 2001. It's slow. Or it was like boring. weird. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, Envision the Body Snatchers. But that's, I, that's I kind of like slow and boring things. And I, I kind yeah. of miss, as an adult, now like it's messed up saying this but like i want so slow and boring things once in a while sometimes yeah. i think yeah, yeah. oh i'd like to see something real just boring as hell like you should watch first cow or okay little, i'll check it out i go in there with my son and right it's now. like if it's past my son's bedtime i'm like yeah we'll watch this thing but i'm gonna seek out the most boring content imaginable teddy i go to pbs and i'm looking at like the the uh the news you know the wrap-up news and they oh, yeah. they deliver the news like without any they don't do any shouting and there's no graphics popping or anything and it's like i just have to get through it you know i gotta you gotta you gotta take your medicine sometimes what's your go-to for boring movies to put on for him the whole point is so that he'll say dad i'm tired i'm gonna go to sleep you know like most movies that even if they're boring he is like sees it as a challenge and you know like he'll try to watch it come back to star wars we mentioned han solo i think he's one of the best things to come out of it that character it helped launch harrison ford into his Career, um, yeah, but that just made it so that Tom Selleck couldn't be in Indiana Jones, which would have yeah, been good. No, I like, want to thank Jones. George Lucas because if it wasn't for Star Wars, we might not have gotten What Lies Beneath. It's a good, yeah, exactly. Uh, um, oh, and can't imagine living this medic, life yeah. without that movie. The um, <laughs> like, I think that the character of Han Solo—not that it's not like a brand new type of character—but um, his, you know, yeah. sort of uh, anti-hero bad guy, you know, mainly looking up for himself, but also like not not the most competent. You know, I think that helped influence a lot of characters that we saw later in '80s movies, uh, like a lot of. Kurt Russell's type characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, like Jack Burton and Big Trouble in Little China and other... Where does Snake Plissken Marcus. fall on all that? He's like Snake Plissken is different. Yeah, he's, he's like more Clint Eastwood like or John, something. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he's more like Clint Eastwood more than anything. Um, uh, Darth Vader is like all-time one of the best villains. He's so iconic. I have a question when we're talking about villains, though. Is it true that Jar Jar Binks was wrote to be a villain later in the films? I don't know. There's a, there's a theory. There are people who have a theory about the movies, which is that... All the bad stuff in Star Wars is all a, a plan by evil Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. And Jar Jar is like is, is the is the like person moving it. But in a way, that's I, why I think Jar Jar is a powerful character, and people don't give well, him credit. And he's got well, the all thing this about Jar- unwarranted hate. The thing hate. about Jar Jar is in the prequels, the idea is he's easily fooled. They're like, we need to go to war in Iraq or whatever, and he votes yes. Or, you know, he votes to give the uh, President Bush the authority. He, he, that's kind of like the idea for him, right? Or it's the Gulf of Tonkin or whatever. It's some. It's it. There's something going on there. But uh, I, I'm not the sequels. I, the prequels. I can't even really watch them. I like the, the yeah. sequels, especially the second of the newest sequels. I like the second one. I thought it was good. It, it was, was fun, good, but it wasn't it like it's still me a little bit ways. of a disappointment. The third one, I'm not so sure about. It was fine and had characters at least that I liked in it, and like the prequels. They but... had to rush it. I, I bet it was like, look, the movie has to be done in March, by March first, yeah. so so we can yeah. get it into post. So so it's like. For you, you have 48 hours to write the script or you know that it was yeah, something yeah. like that I think it's straight up bullshit that the two characters that everybody thought were gay ended up not being gay oh yeah Finn yeah. and um, Oscar Isaacs mm. what's the character's name I, well, I know who you mean yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah the other one I mean I liked the character of Ray in the last trilogy um, it was cool but um, for example not better than 
most of the Marvel movies, which is the only thing you can really compare it to. If it you're a kid, not... though, and it comes out, like, I went, I took my son to see it. He loved it. He was clapping. Yeah, yeah. He spilled a bunch of popcorn yeah. on himself. The you best know? part in all three of them, I think, is, uh, I was thinking about it this morning, was when they first reintroduced the Millennium Falcon, you know, they're looking for a ship to fly, to escape, and they're like, well, we can either, like, do this space junk that, you know, they don't show you, um, that's yeah. off screen, or we can fly this awesome one over here, and then the awesome one they're going to gets exploded, and they're like, I guess it's space junk, and then the camera pans, and you see that the space junk is the Millennium uh, Falcon. And, and, and is it going to hit? I forget, is there, is there a, uh, does a music hit it? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the thing I liked in the, in the prequels, there was a part where he drinks some milk, out of let's say creature the, yeah the sequels yeah yeah yeah, yeah sorry yeah. the sequels yeah, he drinks so some funny. milk out of this creature and i'm like what the hell is he drinking out of that creature and and he, and the, and the look on his face as he's drinking it yeah. I, I thought oh this is cool like he sells it and i and i liked it yeah. like little things like that i i, I there must have been a couple good things in the prequels that i just can't really think about them and they kind of look ugly to me yeah you know, like the sets and stuff like there's no practical effects so you're basically like looking at it looks like you know those music videos for like NSYNC or something. Well, they'll be like in a yeah. blank background. So, but it looks like they're in some location. It's just, it's very vague. When I you do know, watch this like, movie, it does take me back to that time of fashion where you know you had the crop top with the the jeans with the studs on the butt pocket. I feel like that's represented yeah. in those movies. It's they should have thrown Paris think, Hilton in there. Well, NSYNC is <laughs> in. Uh, members of NSYNC are in one of the prequels. Well, there really? you go. Yeah, they're like in a crowd scene or something. They play like that. I, I don't. It's just something I know. You know how you pick up things and you wish you didn't know them. That's the yeah. I don't know um, which members of NSYNC. I, you know, other things that stand out that are you know uh, Star Wars not directly related to the movies that I appreciate and that will like positively affect my ranking of it. Um, the arcade games. Oh, that vector the, graphic one. Yeah, that the, one was wonderful. Yeah. And the Excite Bike one. Remember that one? Where you, or not Excite Bike? The, the yeah, I know what you're talking about. You, you're on a little bike, and yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. But those were great video games, especially that first one. That well, the first game. one had actual sound loops from the movie. So yeah, you would, they'd say like, "You're all clear, kid," and they came from behind yeah. and whatnot. Teehee. Yeah. And the toys, the toys when I was a kid, like I, uh, the action figures, uh, I loved them. They were they, they weren't very articulate. Like they couldn't. They move weren't their articulate, elbow, but they led directly to like GI Joe and other, you know, sort of a boom in action. Where figures, they could move their wrist. Dino Riders. Yeah. Oh, the Dino Riders in particular. Yeah. Captain uh, Planet. Yeah, the Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> um, I remember getting a, an Adat toy when I was like six, uh, and it was, or maybe older than that, definitely older than that. But uh, it was my favorite thing. Apparently, my mom has a story. I don't remember this that well, but uh, I had like a, a few Star Wars toys that I'd gotten. This is early in, when they came out, and included, I think, a, um, a land speeder. Uh, for some reason, I buried them because maybe I didn't want anybody else to play with them, and then forgot where I buried them. That's like a dog would do. Yeah, I think that is common. I used to dig holes and make pools like fill it with water and my oh yeah yeah you know my he-man yeah. would go swimming yeah you yeah. know what i think what happened in is, the mud pit yeah i think something else happened but she didn't witness it i don't think i intentionally buried them and forgot where i buried them well but I think i'll tell somehow, you i had a toy chainsaw and my mother um you had a chainsaw my toy chainsaw okay. it just made a sound and yeah, yeah. i and i had i loved it i would run around with it and it disappeared and i would ask my mom she's like i don't know what happened to it and years later i was just talking i was talking about it and how I had this toy chainsaw once, and she's like, what do you think happened to it, Phil? Come on now. <laughs> it was the worst annoying toy I ever heard of in my life. It was just loud. You're running around with it. That reminds of I got me rid of, it. of, similar to Jake's story, I had a Ewok-themed, I think it was around the age of six birthday, mm -hmm. where my mom's 
Bestie made this amazing Ewok cake where he was on the glider. Oh wow! Yeah, we had the napkins, the plates, we had it all. Had was the glider and the was Ewok? Was it like it was it like a plastic piece that was on top of the cake, or was it no? Like she frosting she did the like frosting that gel frosting stuff. Mm-hmm. She like she was amazing. Her name was Bobby. She was a hmm. great cake decorator. She did all of our family's cakes. I remember that birthday specifically because it was wicket everywhere. And so when you watched Star Wars, you thought, finally, there's some little bears. Yeah, I thought, it was, bears. I thought it was Wicket and everything else was just written in to accentuate <laughs> Wicket. Yeah, it kind of was. I mean, yeah. when you watch the movie, they, there's a, they, they really focus on these characters. And I think like this is kind of they're scene kind of stealers. Like, and then we have the two spinoffs from that, the Caravan of Courage and the Battle for Endor. Wow. <laughs> so I like I don't even I'm not familiar with those ones. Oh, you, like, can, I'm a, you can borrow my movies, DVDs right? if you need to. I consider I, I'm sure I can find them. Aren't they on like a good luck? Will you give us a synopsis of the Caravan is of Courage? Is Wilfred Brimley one of these? Wilfred Brimley is in Caravan of Courage. What what happens in it? They crash or something. The family crashes on the planet, and oh. uh, it's the little girl Sindel and her brother, and yeah. the parents die, or the no, the parents get snagged by the monster of the planet, and Wilfred Brimley doesn't want to help him, but then Sindel gets sick, and he gives her medicine. And Wait, is this the Moon of Endor? I might be. Combining them to mash up, I've watched them in many years. They might not Ewoks be native to there. So Wicket, they might be an invasive species. So they might not actually be native to there. Wilford Brimley mm-hmm. is friends with Wicket, and Wicket is friends with Sindel, and Wicket's kind of the one that joins them. Wilford Brimley's like, no, Wicket, and Wicket's like, eh, yep, jub. And then it's a good argument. Combines them, and then they did they, they fight. Did the Ewoks eat those. They eat the stormtroopers that they kill, right? Because they were going to eat all the heroic characters. So weren't they, they they're going to eat the stormtroopers. Were they the going to eat right? them? Were they sharpening their knives? They, they were going to burn them on a steak or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, I think they were going to eat them. So it's like, they're probably going to eat those stormtroopers. They're playing drums on their head. Their... That's not their skulls. I mean, yeah, I know it's not their skulls, helmets, but their helmets. But yeah. They probably, they don't show their bodies because they're probably eating Maybe them. Maybe they are their skulls too. Maybe they're just going to use skulls as drums to turn them into musical instruments. Probably. So, yeah. So I think I we guess, should get, I think we're getting What are the worst the things about should... Star Wars? So the worst things about it, the prequels and just and it's the general like rewriting of things, like remaking it so the hand shot first. Trying to make a historical document rather than trying yeah. to make a fun movie. It's all like the intentional stuff or a lot of the intentional stuff. Like George Lucas and and his collaborators accidentally made one of the best or the best action adventure movies ever made. One of the biggest cultural phenomenons, you know, in the history of, of yeah. our culture. And it was kind of an accident, you know. It was and because like, you didn't go see uh, Willow or Howard the Duck, they, he had to keep making sequels. And he, like, did a good job <laughs> for a couple of them, but not yeah. necessarily as good as the first one. And then a decade later or more, uh, he decided he needed to somehow improve the original ones, which all everything he did to improve them And now you can't get the, them. you can't get the the original version unless you go on BitTorrent and find them and you know you you, yeah. you, you want the original one not just just because it, it like it kind of looks cool it has it has a nicer yeah. look to it like, and it's like in, in the in the new versions every little shot has like burping or farting creature oh, or yeah. just you know some little some business in the foreground it's just like yeah. I don't know it's not as fun I mean this is not a new idea so as soon as he let it go they got a little bit better and I mean, there's potential for it. I think that um, Solo was mostly a disappointment to me. It could have been better. Um, I enjoyed watching it. It's not a bad movie. Did you ever have your day ruined by Star Wars? <laughs> no. But also, we should mention Rogue One. Rogue One was great. You know, out of I remember it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was like Dirty Dozen. It was like a war movie, not a Western. Yeah, and it's a good example of them being able to put something in that universe and have it be connected a little bit to the greater universe, but not in a way that it feels especially shoehorned and have it be its own thing. And it, and it was. Mandalorian's like that, too, to a degree. 
So, uh, although I haven't seen the second season, you it's never, never like. It hasn't really so I'm just saying, like, you never woke up and you were like, "Oh, what an awful thing Star Wars did! It ruins my whole day." <laughs> no, no. In fact, you it's know? mostly done the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always go to the uh, Ewoks whenever I'm sad. You know, I can't not talk about the Ewoks' great adventure, where there's also that character Teak, the buck tooth, like bunny rabbit looking thing that would speed around. He was like lightning fast. That was Wilford Brimley's friend. I see. <laughs> You'd be remiss if you didn't mention that Teak. She's just um, a muppet. I think Pretty about much, Star yeah. Wars, you well, know, was a it comes up all the time because every time something is walk, somebody's walking in single file, I always think, oh, yeah, you do that to hide your numbers. Like, you know, I just kind of yeah. think that it, it permeates our culture to a large oh, yeah, degree. I sure. work with this guy. He is like a science fiction fan, you know, but he has never seen Star Wars. And I said, how have you never seen Star Wars? He's like, well, I never really need to. It seems long. It just seems like a lot of effort. I just don't really want to watch, even though he'll watch, you know. I don't know, some anime series or, you know, like he watches all this other stuff. Yeah. But he just never watches it. And I was like, well, don't you ever feel like sometimes you miss out because you haven't watched it? He's like, well, not really, because I pretty much know all the plot points and and have since I was a kid because I grew up absorbing this stuff. So you don't need to actually watch it. I think it's too bad that it seems like homework to him. He has Star Wars fatigue, even though he hasn't actually. I think that he's wrong, that he does need to watch at least the the first three movies. Start with a holiday special, just jump right in. Yeah. I kind of felt that way about the movie Scarface. This was like in my 20s, but like I, mm-hmm. I felt like yeah, I had you hear about it knew, so much. Do you really need yeah, to watch like, it? Yeah. Listen to a few rap albums, especially from the 90s. And like, you already know all the lines from it. But you know what? It was good. When I did watch it, eventually I was glad I did. And it helps you contextualize things. And so I think that he should do the same with Star Wars. Uh, so let him know. Um, do you guys are you guys ready to try to rank it? We're getting yeah, I'm ready to rank along it. Along the tooth here. Okay. Are none of you gonna talk about Harvey Corman and drag in the holiday special? <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're not gonna talk I'm about not... the holiday. Somebody's gonna have to submit the holiday special. Yeah, we're talking about Star Wars in general, man. We we're we're, we're talking about broad strokes here. This I mean, is a I, huge piece I'm... of Star Wars history. I I I don't I can't speak with authority about the about the the holiday. B. Special. Arthur was the bar the manager of the cantina. I know that the holiday they're celebrating is Life Day. Yes. And they, um, they made a Lego Star Wars special, which is also about Life Day. And and that was cool. And it was like a callback. I liked it. So I'm telling you right now, the movie The Apple has to be ripped off from that. The Celebration of oh, Life a, scene. Oh, The Apple is a weird one. The Apple came out in 1981, which I think was the same year that the holiday special came out. Oh, you think there was some talent in, in like people? Someone, somebody, somebody was like, write the song for Star Wars. And they're like, got it. Either everyone was taking the, the same drug or... There had to have been Wait some kind of crossover. What's that musical with the village people in it? And it came out in the in like the early eighties. Musical, uh, musical with the village people. I, I was watching this documentary, and it was about the dude who he was like the producer of Grease, and he put all his money into making a, a village people musical. Can't stop the music. Can't stop the music. That's what when you said the apple, I I, I got it confused with that because uh. it came out a similar time. The apple is the one where it's like a post-apocalyptic future where yeah. everyone has to. Uh, it's like a it's nightclub. It's the futuristic tale of the music industry runs the entire planet and uh. the seedy underbelly of the music industry. And it starts with okay. this wholesome couple that are like folks. Oh, we're getting into the apple. So lightsabers, targeting computers. Um, <laughs> I like when they turn off the targeting computer. I liked in the in the in the Last Jedi when um, he does all that stuff and it doesn't work. That's what I liked about The Last Jedi was all the, it, there's a lot of uh, uh, playing with uh, expectations. Right, oh, yeah. there's a brave pilot. He turns off the targeting computer. Oh, well, this will work. Oh, wait a minute. It doesn't work. You know, oh, yeah. it turns out you're like, you can risk it all for a harebrained scheme that's that's not really that planned out. Oh, it doesn't work though. It's like, it only halfway works and you don't get what you want. And 
you know, that kind of stuff. I, I liked it. I thought that was cool. Um, but if There's there was no Star Wars, you would... if you strike me down now, I will only come no, back. Strike me down you're... now, and I'll be more. I'll become more powerful. Uh, uh, more powerful than you can possibly, possibly imagine. There we go. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Also, uh, I thought they smelled bad yeah. on the outside, etc. It's yeah. full of great stuff. I, but but, but it's like if you watch any movie a thousand times, like you watch Hudsucker yeah. Proxy a thousand times, the and there's a thousand the, things yeah. you're gonna imitate and and remember lines yeah. in that movie. The and they're memorable. Movies is that everybody did that, or like not everybody, but so many more people did. When you're writing a newspaper story about how the interest rates going up one percent, you can say like. Uh, she doesn't look like much, but she's got to wear accounts. Janet Yellen raises the. Yeah. Now I feel like I'm talking bad about Janet Yellen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, 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 there's some reference to Star Wars somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Um, I get it, man. What about the life debt? Are we going to talk about that? The life debt? The life debt is the debt you owe somebody who saves your life. The social institution found in many honor bound cultures throughout the galaxy, including the Wookiees. <laughs> so how does how does the life debt work for no, the we're not, we're not going to talk about the life debt as it turns I, out so <laughs> what it, about Greedo the delicious we've had, beverage we've oh, had no breaks wait is Greedo a beverage and also the like, Ewoks uh, golden character? god we, you guys we got to rank it stay on topic stay on topic <laughs> and I was I was <laughs> exactly. on brand with everything I was just spurting I, look man I wouldn't ask any other way I'm ready to rank it where should it go what other movies or what other so, giant uh 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 multifaceted another sort of franchise is the three stooges i'm just gonna jump right into the middle and say 50 50 is too low 50 is too low too low because bill and ted's bogus journey is number 43 yeah and it's got to go above that yeah um and it's got to go above Watchmen tv series you're getting called they they were calling you a slur in in bill and ted's bogus journey come on man i mean i'm really thinking so here's another movie um at number 20 is trading places that's a movie from the 80s. Hasn't aged as well. Honestly, I love Trading Places, but it really hasn't aged as well as, it, as Frank Star Wars Oz is has. in it. Um, Although it, it's the worst Star Wars, I would say there's more racism in the Star Wars franchises than there is in Trading Places. Like there's yeah, more, and not just racism, not just people depicting racist characters, but I mean like the guy in blackface or whatnot, you know, unexamined stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's not as upfront about it, uh, but maybe that's worse. Although that's not, I don't know if that's the best way to rank this is like how how much racism is in it you know i mean then we could just have a listing of which things were the most racist what about shakira i was about to talk about Um, shakira i feel like she could play a character in a star wars movie what kind of character you think just dress the way she dresses in her videos like like, imagine if jabba the hutt had like a captive hey don't don't man you really I felt like she right would now. be the one doing the cap <laughs> capting oh well she'd be the uh hut slayer yeah uh, i was just so like here's at number 16 on the list um shaki could be okay because you think about her i'll take sex over star wars any day i, I, I mean so that's it depends that's sex the is at number 12 sex. yeah we have that incestual well, kiss that we can't put that we can't put them higher than that because then that just gets weird yeah there's that we didn't too. talk about that yeah that, that is true and that is one of the negative uh aspects of it it's kind um, of i mean like the negative it's things in the movie are kind of positive. If it was real, but the fact that George Lucas knew what he was doing, like I think there was some kinky shit going on there. I yeah, think I he did. Just... I, I don't think he was ever thinking it through, and that's why I like the first one because you don't. The first one is best if you just don't think about any other movies, and you just don't. You don't even have to watch the other ones. In yeah, that case, and, but that's the thing is I'm trying to rank everything, but I, I don't actually. I don't have that. I don't. I don't go off with this other stuff as much. Uh, but still, regardless, I think putting it like Star Wars I think it should go above Shakira. Honestly, Shakira, Shakira, yes. Shakira but, is a, a wonderful performer, but I don't think that, you know, how many songs does Shakira have where you, you, you're like, oh, that's what I want to be hearing today. So, you know? so what if a we put it right below uh, sex at number 12? Or sorry, made it at number 13. I think that's um, the perfect spot. You, that's, you, yeah, you guys are both saying that. I was I starting know. at 50 as the starting point, like smack in the middle. 
it's kind of like you know we're at a hundred. Maybe items, it should go above, and then though. go above. I don't think it should go above. I would, I would maybe put the first movie or probably the second movie. I might put one of those above. Six. Yeah, but if you're ranking the whole franchise as but a if whole, this includes. Sorry, Jason. This includes Jar Jar Binks. Oh, in this that includes, case, it includes <laughs> I mean, Ewoks. Like, if we're doing individual, you know, Ewoks, Dolly Parton's gonna have a contender. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm so okay with putting it number thirteen. So it's that that, go, that makes sense number, to me. It goes, so the Star Wars, the um, media franchise goes in at number 13, uh, moving Boxer Dogs to number 14. That's it. We've, we've ranked that. A hundred. Um, wow. We've that got a hundred things on the list now. Thank you for having like me for the hundredth. I'm sure we ranking. We might have yeah. missed some things. Hey, it was it was an honor. It was a we privilege. Jason. We, we might have missed some things. There's you know what? There's plenty. Of, in fact, there's already things that are in the submission queue, including Judge Rebeen. The nerds are already writing. There's already Star Wars stuff that's in the submission queue. It's okay. Nobody really knows about Star Wars or thinks about it too much. So yeah, uh, no one is going to tell us if we forgot something Star or what? made a mistake. <laughs> Good point. Star who? What wars? Yeah. Um, they, it, it's not like the last Starfighter where when you talk about it, people get mad. There's a whole community. <laughs> Oh yeah, so thanks to Ashley C um, for uh, submitting this topic. Um, yeah, we were going to get it to get it to eventually, and everybody else that also submitted it because there's more than just Ashley. But thanks guys for submitting it. Ashley gets it was the credit oops for all it. Star Wars, and, and we we like yeah. doing it. Oops all Star Wars, we did it. Anytime there's an oops all something we can do, I yeah. like to do it. Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Go to everydamnthing.net for the updated list and show notes. That is where we. Fact check ourselves and get further info on the subjects that we talk about. If you have something you'd like us to add to the list of everything, email it to us at list at everydamthing.com.net. No. Ah, I have it right in front of Say me, it too. Again. List at everydamthing.com.net. <laughs> list at everydamthing.net. Yeah. Yes. We want to hear your suggestions for things to rank or any comments or words of encouragement or corrections or anything else. Um, the email for us is list at everydamnthing.net. Jason, please say that. List at everydamnthing.net. We're on Twitter at everydamntweets. Yes, and we're on Instagram at everydamnthingpod. Yep. Uh, you can suggest topics at those places as well. You can subscribe to the show wherever you got this episode. Please do that. Our theme is by Jade Puget. Please follow, rate, and review us. And recommend this to a friend if they would like it. Yeah, especially if they like Star Wars. Um, And then we'll we'll be back next episode. Uh, Thanks for joining us on this one, Jason. Can Um, you give us a hint what we're going to be talking about next episode? It's a list and it's got everything on it. I got you. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.